Johnny, we heard that the end of the year report cards are coming out tomorrow. And your mother and I want you to know that we won't be upset at all if you don't get good grades in your classes. All that matters to us is that you pass and that they allow you to move on to the next grade. In fact, we don't care if you come within a point or two of failing. That's of no concern to us. Just make it through by the skin of your teeth and we'll be very happy. I'm 56 years old. Never once have I heard in my 56 years a parent say that or anything remotely like that to their child. Never! And I doubt I ever will. But I have heard many people, including many parents, speak that way when it comes to holiness, to following Jesus, to living the gospel, to obeying the commandments and being faithful to the church and her teachings. St. Peter tells us in chapter 1 of his first letter that we need to become holy in every aspect of our conduct. Every aspect of our conduct. In the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 941, we are told that everybody, without exception, is called to holiness. It's not just for priests and religious. Jesus tells us in the Beatitudes we just heard a few moments ago, Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. And blessed are the clean of heart. It's another way of saying, blessed are the holy, for they shall see God. Jesus and the Bible and the church are not minimalistic when it comes to sanctity. And neither should we be. But it is a constant temptation, is it not? It's a temptation for me to be minimalistic in this way, as it is for you. I'm not exempt. In fact, some people pursue almost everything in life with incredible passion, except holiness. They seek the best education, they seek the best job, they seek to be the best that they can be in terms of whatever sports they play, or whatever extracurricular activities they engage in, but they don't give a second thought as to how they're doing in their relationship with God. And so the Church gives us this feast, this feast in honor of all saints, to remind us that holiness is to be our first priority. Because when all is said and done, my brothers and sisters, at the end of time, there are only going to be two categories of people left. It's not going to be Red Sox fans and Yankee fans. It's going to be the saints and the damned. You know, throughout the year, we honor in the Church various canonized saints. The Church gives us these people, holds these people up for us to inspire us, and so that we will ask them to intercede for us because their prayers are very powerful before the throne of God. This month, for example, we celebrate the Feast of St. Charles Borromeo. That's November 4th. We celebrate the feast of St. Francis Xavier Cabrini, Mother Cabrini, on November 13th. She was the first American citizen to be canonized. 
We celebrate the Feast of St. Cecilia on November 22nd, etc., etc. But you see, these canonized saints are not the only saints that there are. Anybody who's in heaven is a saint, whether they're canonized or not. And thankfully, that's a lot of people. At least today's first reading indicates it's a lot of people. St. John there has a vision of all the saints in God's eternal kingdom, and he describes that group here as a great multitude which no one could count. I like that. <laughs> That's really good news. There are so many saints, John couldn't count them, or even begin to count them. Our first goal in this life should be to be in that number, as the old song goes. Everything else should be secondary. So today, let's ask the Lord to give us the desire to be a saint, or to deepen that desire within us if we already have it. Because you see, if we're not passionate about being holy, if we're not passionate enough about being holy and reaching the goal of heaven, the fact is, we might not get there. And that would be the worst possible tragedy of all. I'll conclude by saying this. When it comes to sanctity, what we all need is what I would call a Vince Lombardi attitude. Lombardi, as most of you know, I'm sure, was the head coach of all those Green Bay Packer football teams of the 1960s. You know I'm a Packer fan, but you can appreciate this whether you're a Packer fan or not. The quarterback of those great Packer teams was a man named Bart Starr. Several years ago, Starr did an interview, and he said the following about Coach Lombardi's very first meeting with the Green Bay Packer team after he was named their head coach. And here I quote, When Coach Lombardi woke, walked into the meeting, he looked us right in the eye and said, Gentlemen, we're going to relentlessly chase perfection knowing full well we won't catch it because nothing is perfect. But we're going to relentlessly chase it because in the process we will catch excellence. That's a great insight. You chase perfection, you get excellence. And those Packer teams did catch excellence to the tune of five world championships in only nine years. So, of course, did the Red Sox this year, to the joy of at least some of us in this church right now. We will never, ever be perfect on this side of the grave when it comes to living the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a fact. That's just the way it is. However, if we relentlessly pursue moral and spiritual perfection, if we relentlessly chase those things by giving our lives to Jesus through daily prayer and faithful attendance at Mass, and by examining our consciences every day and going to confession regularly, and by forgiving others, and by striving to live the gospel of faith, in faith, 
and in charity. In other words, if we have the same drive toward holiness that we have toward getting a good education and succeeding in so many other areas of life, then the good news is we can attain moral and spiritual excellence. That is to say, we can be saints. And that will bring us the most important crown of all, not the World Series championship, not the Super Bowl championship, but the crown that endures forever, the crown of eternal life.